Hey, this is Joe Castiglione, and you're listening to Not Another Sox Podcast with Matt Caval, Matt LeBeau, and Jack Webster. Can you believe it? I just came to say goodbye. I'm in the corner watching you kiss her. Noches, amigos, and welcome to another episode of Not Another Yellow Socks Podcast. I am Jack Webster here with Matt Galveo and Matt LeBeau, as always. Gentlemen, we can beat the Twins. <laughs> we can. We, we finally know that we can beat the Twins after a rough uh, first game of the series against them. But uh, like you said, Jack, the Yellow Sox, man, they are back. The City Connect jerseys are back. Um I really do think we should just start a petition to just wear these every game because we would be 162 and 0 if we wore them. Um, they just don't lose with the City Connect jerseys. And uh, going forward, I think this has just got to be our full time uniform. It, it, it's not a bad take. It's not a bad take. Honestly, I mean, last year they were what, 6 and 2? With yeah. these, they're now 2 and 0 this yeah. year. Yeah, they only they wore so, them twice. An 80 win percentage would come out to 130 wins per season. You know, I think we might defend off the Blue Jays if we get to 130 wins. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 tough to deny the yellow socks at this point. Honestly, I mean, they're uh, they're hot. The yellow socks are red hot. Yeah, I mean, for those of you watching on YouTube, I mean, Jack uh, Webster's uh, displaying his uh, City Connect jersey. We got a little Verdugo action, I think, for us. Um, yeah, this is not officially merchandised. All right. I'm just going to throw it out there. There's no Nike symbol or anything on that. So um, I, I don't want anybody thinking one of those elitist with a real uh, $500 <laughs> authentic one. Right, right. It's not a, it's that, that jersey uh, could be a car payment, you know. Yeah. Um, but, uh, it's not from the team store, not official, but still icy. And uh, I definitely got to cop one of those because those are uh, those are awesome. Yeah, no, I mean, um, I'm glad they brought him back this year. I wasn't sure if it was going to kind of be a one and done type of thing. You know, you see a lot of other teams debuting theirs uh, this year. I know uh, we're all really excited for the Yankees wife beater city connect jerseys that, uh, you know, I've been just being teased the rest throughout the New York over the last like decade now. Uh, plus really. So uh, yeah. nothing's going to beat the yellow socks. I think, uh, you know, uh, relates very good to the city, especially this time of year. Uh, but I, I want to see them more throughout the season. Yeah, we will. I think they're here to stay and obviously winning is going to make them definitely here to stay and they win they win in the yellows so they're nice to, i mean I, I, you know i think people at first people didn't like them and then i feel like people were kind of like 50 50 on them and then now i feel like you know for the most part people like them like it, I, I always I, like i feel I, like it could have been it could have gone the other way where like if they wore them and then they just like it's like every time they wore them they just sucked or they had like a losing record with them or something like that that could sway the opinion um of people but um no i love them man i mean obviously they go very well like you said jack with the marathon that's tomorrow um they'll obviously be repping the boston uh jerseys tomorrow but um 
it's just uh yeah i mean it goes really well with the city um and they're and they're just perfect the blue hat um you know that they wear is 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 great as well so um shout out to uh to nike for uh for making those uh really awesome jerseys yeah and thankfully he didn't say just like los red Sox, like the dodgers or <laughs> yeah. fenway yeah. bill like the cubs or anything so i don't want to pretend like all of them are hit so the fact that we were the very first one and we got one that we really like i know a lot of other people uh outside of the red Sox market don't really quite get it but uh you know just going to the game on friday seeing all the stuff with for the marathon around with the blue and the um uh uh, yellow was just like you know super cool to see and i mean it really does mean a whole lot to the city no oh, it does and, and it's so cool to whether you look out in the stands or whether you're on like the concourse at fenway how much yellow you now see it is so just yeah. so different from before these came out where obviously everyone was just wearing you know very standard red and blue now you you, you can spot yellow pretty much everywhere throughout the stadium so it's it's a nice vibe it's it's cool it's it's definitely something very like off-brand for the red sox like they're you know very traditional um right. kind of always been like in terms of uniforms like kind of on the stuck upside um so i i you know love the vibes love the energy and, feel, and you know keep winning i feel like you get that um a lot like you said lebeau with kind of like the you know keeping it traditional and kind of almost like stuck up with like a lot of the older teams like you know the red sox the yankees are obviously the two you know their uniforms have really never changed um so it's kind of nice to see them add a little a uh, little flavor you know is always good um to see and you got them well uh, with these for sure of course um and of course we you know the uh, new york yankees city connect jerseys obviously are just a white beater and a gold chain so yeah um those uh you know, those are hot as well. Yeah. Uh, Brett Gardner's number one complaint about him is they do say the player's name on the back. So <laughs> that is why he has uh, chosen not to re-sign with them uh, yeah. out of protest of the New York Yankees. They're trying to just throw so much money at him to, you know, come back and really lead their team. But he's refusing to until they change the City Connect jersey so they don't have a name <laughs> on the back. <laughs> He's a traditionalist, man. He he loves his his pinstripes and, and the grays with uh, with no nameplate on the back. Um, you know, anything with the nameplate just pisses him off, and you don't want him, uh, you know, slamming the ceiling of the dugout either. So, or cutting up the jersey like Chris Sale. Yeah, they never would have had to ask Brett Gardner to shave. Like if he was a free agent, they they never would have been like, oh, by the way, Brett, you know, you need to shave to play for the Yankees. He he would have came yeah. in clean shaven. Yeah, like. Having a beard is is sacrilegious to him. Nah. I, I'm almost surprised he doesn't like shave off his eyebrows to be completely clean. <laughs> like, yep. kind of like um, an albino person almost, <laughs> where like the eyes are beat red and just like pasty <laughs> head to toe. Like, I feel like that's the true Brett Gardner. Maybe he wears like those like con- uh, color correcting contact lenses or something like that. But yep. um, I I don't quite buy it. No, he's Frank Reynolds and Always Sunny, where he dips himself in, in hand sanitizer yeah. and he shaves from head to toe. I just want to be pure. <laughs> <laughs> That's literally Brett yeah. Gardner. And, and then, you know, this is the guy that enforces it uh, amongst everybody else, where they're like, oh, uh, have you not jumped in? 
the hand sanitizer pool? Are you not clean? Yeah. <laughs> He's my brother in Christ. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> um, they they but, really uh, can use them. They, they, they need help beating the Orioles right now. They, they they really they really could use Brett Gardner. He is um I, I kind of feel that's why they they're they're struggling a little bit, especially this series. You know, they don't have the heart and soul of that organization, um, Brett Gardner to, to really help them through these times and, and help help them get a, a couple wins together here. So um I think it's 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 almost time that they just pull the trigger and uh, they put pen to paper with uh, Brett Gardner. Yeah, I, I I mean I agree. Although the only downside of that is the 2022 Yankees are clearly the, still the 2021 Yankees. They cannot beat the Orioles. Um, you absolutely love to see something like that. Um, I don't. I don't know if Brett Gardner will help because um, you know he's going to bring more of the same from last year. So, I, I, realistically, I think that maybe they should make Brett Gardner the general manager because Brian Cashman's not working out. What if it's like a Bill Belichick manager slash GM yeah. slash player <laughs> slash janitor type of situation? Yep. <laughs> I like it. I like it. Yeah. You know, he's the true utility player. He he does everything. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> he can do that, it all. But that but... is way too much ground in left field to cover at uh, Camden Park now. Yeah. Right. That made a difference, man. They're used to that that uh, that left field wall being a little bit closer than it is now, and and uh, you definitely saw them struggle at Camden this weekend for sure. Yeah, Glaber Torres is dead. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that tweet from the Orioles was absolutely hilarious. Yes, the Lakers tweet that was yeah. absolutely fantastic. Uh, for those of you who haven't seen, we're gonna pull it up here. Uh, but I was like, hey, be nice to a Yankees fan, essentially. Uh, their Lakers uh, got eliminated from the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. Here, I, I put it on my Instagram story. I'll, I'll, I'll read it. It says, uh, Series L and no Lakers in the playoffs. Tough weekend to be a Yankees fan. <laughs> <laughs> Jack, I also did like your response about uh, Coach K as well. Yeah, they, was... they just lost to UNC. Yep, lost to Coach K. Yeah, and the Cowboys choked in the playoffs again. So yep. it's really it's really hard being a Yankees fan right now. It definitely is. It definitely is. Um, that, that's just the joke that will never end. It'll never no. die. Yeah. And like you know, you get the the starter kit, like Yankee starter kits, where it's like you know the pair of jeans, the Tims, the you know the Yankee fitted, and then the uh, you know the the white beater. Uh, underneath the jersey you know with the gold chain and the jersey yep. just like unbuttoned like halfway yep. down their chest and from uh, Stamford, connecticut right yep from <laughs> connecticut <laughs> yep just the the full the full starter kit for the yankees that is that is the ideal yankee fan if you're uh, on if you're on that one side of connecticut like the western part close to new york and you're listening Fuck you. Honestly, I'll burn that bridge. I don't even care. Fuck it. But we, we do have some allies out there. I, I feel for the Red Sox fans that are there because they are in the right and they can't help it. But yeah, that, that 
Connecticut is not a part of New England. We might accept like some of them that are like right near the Massachusetts, like Rhode Island border. But yeah. outside of that, uh, I think we need to kick them out of the union. No, I agree. Yeah, they, totally. they should just be their own country at this point and fend for themselves. Them in New Jersey. They can combine <laughs> into one. I almost feel like New Jersey and Connecticut are basically the same state. Yeah, they're yeah, pretty much. New York's New York's little brother and sister. That's pretty yeah, much it. Exactly. Like, Connecticut is New York's little sister. New Jersey is like New York's like troubled little brother. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. like Connecticut is like the prissy sister. Yeah, like, has everything figured out. Went to college, still, like wicked like boring. All that. Yeah, yeah, someone you never want to hang out with. Wicked boring. And New Jersey's just like you know the brother that's like railing lines of coke. Yeah. <laughs> Just like how Rhode Island's a little bit like Massachusetts little brother, like just kind of tagging along. Yeah. Like, yeah. hey, I'm trying to be like you. Can yeah. you beat this level a level in this video game for me? <laughs> you know, kids talk. <laughs> oh, that is actually that's perfect. <laughs> yeah. And Maine is the weird stoner cousin. Yeah. <laughs> and then just no one talks about Vermont. Yeah. Doesn't exist. Nah, Vermont is your crazy aunt. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> That's Vermont, not too much at Thanksgiving. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, but yeah, no, we obviously made our uh, our debut at Fenway for uh, Red Sox opening day on Friday. We definitely did have ourselves a time. Um, you know, you probably saw the the video on the Instagram and, and our Twitter, and you know all our updates, you know, throughout the day um, that we were there, but. Man, it was a it was a hell of a time. Uh, nice two o'clock start, so we got there early. Um, you know, at the bullpen, having a good time before the game, um, and then obviously during the game, and, and then after the game, we were we were back there too. But uh, all around, good day. Couldn't ask for better weather for sure. Um, Fenway was jam packed. Jackie Robinson day. Um, it was a great, great, solid, solid day all around. Yeah, I mean, it, it's tough to beat opening day at Fenway. Um, the vibes were absolutely unbelievable. Beautiful day, beautiful weather. I did forget my sunscreen, sadly. Um, and, and you were coming I was already battling an existing sunburn. So, you know, Red Sox lost. I got a little sunburnt. I got a little, you know, drunk. Um, had two glizzies, um, two sausages. And no, great day. Great, great day. Yeah. Let, let, let's kind of start it off from the beginning here. So, First of all, we start drinking at 11 o'clock in the morning at the bullpen. You know, the designated Not Another Sox podcast meetup location at this point. So right. uh, we will be there pre and post game like we've announced before, waiting to meet some more, you know, fans and everything. But th- it was a very nice location, especially for you with battling the sunburn, nice and dark and cool. Yeah, uh, definitely saw some interesting jerseys there. We got some free Budweiser beers. Uh, we the, did. Uh, they're sponsoring us now. They're coming on board. Yep, finally. <laughs> yeah. it, it is. Yep. It's about time. Real quick thing about the Budweiser's. Um, uh, obviously, bullpen, great time. The Budweiser's, we did get them for free. I saw a lot of comments on Twitter because we posted them of people coming at us for drinking Budweiser's. For one, a fine beer, a yeah. fine a fine lager, a fine lager. It's an American also, beer. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I, I understand. It wouldn't be my first choice. Personally, right. like, yeah, maybe a little heavy, maybe not the best tasting, but a fine, a, a completely fine lager. Also, they were free. Like, 
free beer is the best type of beer, and it's Budweiser. It's not like we got like free old duels or something like yeah, that. Yeah, like, right. Something fucking weird. Like <laughs> when the the one thing I will say is like when that um the two guys came up to us and the woman came up with the actual bucket of beer, and I thought we were gonna have to like answer some kind of like trivia or or do something to actually get the yeah. beer, but she just came up to us and was like. Hey, we're with Budweiser. Do you guys just want free beer? And obviously, uh, is that a trick question? Yes <laughs> no, uh, I was confused. I was just waiting for there to be some kind of catch. I know. I agree. Yeah. No, I, I thought we were gonna have to answer like a Riddles three, kind of like you're saying. You know, <laughs> like maybe it's a saw situation. Okay, like cut off your own leg, you get these free beers then. Yeah. Uh, but no, no, they they only asked for a photo of our gorgeous mugs yeah. for their social media, and uh, you know I got a nice necklace from them, where, which I have already mislocated. <laughs> uh, but um, you are rocking that. Uh, very generous uh, people from the uh, Anheuser Busch. Uh, bush corporation yeah yeah and uh and i do want to call out those two jackasses that were right behind us that said no to free budweiser they just straight up said no they didn't want it yeah i i, I it's unbelievable to turn down free beer let alone you know budweiser whatever you like it you don't like it it's fine i just want to like set the record straight on this if you're in an establishment and someone offers you free beer please take it and if you don't want it, just give it to someone. Yeah. Like not too long ago, we were in our early twenties, you know, struggling. Yeah. Um, you know, very little money and beer at a bar where the beer is expensive can be a lot. A free beer now doesn't mean as much as as it does, you know, as it would six years ago. But dude, like, give it to a you know a college kid, yeah, or a young person or whoever. Just just keep it. I, I don't know. Just it's a free beer. It's a free beer. So I'm a, I'm a huge proponent of anything free, like to to a bad degree where I'll see like a couch on the side of the street. And I'm like, ah, well, it's right. free, even though I have, you know, a couch in my apartment already. I have nowhere mm -hmm. to put this dirty street couch, but it still enters my mind. So, yeah, I really do think even if I was a millionaire, like money did not matter to me at all. And someone offered me a free beer. I would still be excited and drink that beer. Because oh, it's absolutely. free. Like, you can't beat it. It's free. It's literally free. Yep. So, if you see us out and we're drinking a Budweiser, just mind your business and don't comment on it and be like, well, Budweiser, well, maybe it was free, which yeah. it was. Or maybe I just drinking a Bud. Honestly, not a bad lager. All right. Everyone <laughs> needs to get over themselves. I know craft beers are, you know, very, very good. We all like them, it's very popular. But, you know, I don't always want to, you know, drink a, a, a Dance Dance Revolution IPA. Like, just give me, like, sometimes it's just nice to drink, you know, nice cold American beer out of an aluminum fucking can. I, Stop I being think, a beer snob. I think right now Matt LeBeau is going to uh, just drink be, uh, Budweiser out of spite every time we're out now. That's just going to be like his, his spite beer. He's just going to oh, keep absolutely. drinking that so then the haters keep hating. Absolutely. Yeah, and hopefully uh, the Bud the kind people at Budweiser come back every game uh, to give us free beers, and we just are, you know, kind of establishing a relationship, a uh, partnership, where eventually they pay us to drink their beers. <laughs> I think that would be the only thing better 
then right. uh, having free beers is getting paid to drink beers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then you really can't hate on us if we're getting paid to drink beers because are you getting paid to drink beers? No. And look, look, we're talking about it right now. We're doing exactly what they wanted us they to want. do. We're talking right. about the fine yeah. people at Anheuser-Busch giving us free refreshments. And now we've given you free advertisement. We we see you see how this works. <laughs> Doug, Doug Budweiser, owner of Budweiser. <laughs> I think that's actually his name, Doug Budweiser. <laughs> Doug Budweiser. <laughs> Mr. Budweiser. Mr. Budweiser is my father. Call me Doug. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> but, uh, uh, we we got we all ended up getting chicken tendies there too, which I think was mm, the move. Great. Uh, move. They come out scorching hot, but they they came out pretty fast, at least uh, for mine. So yeah, I have they... to do shout out to the bullpen though. That was unbelievable service. You know. Be, it being opening day, um, you know, there's people coming in and out, um, you know, that the 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 service was very quick uh, for the amount of people that were in there. No, it was. It was. I went right down to the end of the bar every time I needed a drink. Bang. Boom. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good night. Um, the chicken tendies were very, very good. And they give you like so like I asked for honey mustard, but they don't they actually don't have honey mustard. They have like something better. And it's like the Massachusetts. Um, gold fever sauce. They call it gold sauce. It's not a thing in Rhode Island. It's only a thing in Massachusetts. Actually, my current girlfriend showed it to me. There's like, um, they like have it like they put in like calzones and shit. It's very popular. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's what it is. It's like mm. it's like it's like honey mustard with like a little bit of barbecue in there, a little bit of tang, a little bit of sweetness. Um, very good. Very. It's kind of like Rhode Island's got coffee milk, and Massachusetts just has this gold sauce that you just the gold can't sauce. Yeah. Right. Yep. Gold on the ceiling. Yeah, we have to travel out west to find the gold sauce. <laughs> yeah. We're going to find the rest yeah. of one day. <laughs> Bro, we're uh, prospectors for the gold sauce. Yeah. <laughs> the great uh, California gold sauce rush. Yep. Back yeah. in uh, 1949. Gold fever. <laughs> Gold bottles. No. Um, no, but like yeah, I was saying we saw. Yeah, uh, we did see some interesting jerseys. We tweeted out yeah. the Robbie Ross Jr. one. We that was a good if, one. if you're listening and you wore that Robbie Ross Jr. Uh, shirt, you are welcome on the pod anytime. Yep. Yeah, that was an unbelievable shirt to wear, Robbie. That I mean, out of I feel like uh, out of a, out of a lot of players, that would probably be one of the least that you'd expect uh somebody to have at a bar so shout out to that guy that was on that was unbelievable it is on our twitter if you haven't seen it yet um we also did see a uh, yankee jersey a uh, mike musina yankee jersey as well and um uh, you know the the whole bullpen um soundly booed him as we were walking into the stadium so yeah can we play the audio Um, but uh yeah i mean uh it's that's got i think his buddy was saying too he was like they he picked him up in the morning and then when he got in the car he noticed that he was wearing the musina jersey and he was like dude what are you doing yeah that's um that's a move man that that's that's a move you know i, I it, it's one thing if you wear 
an opposing team's jersey. That's totally cool. Um, to wear a Yankees jersey to Red Sox opening day between the twins is like, dude, you're asking for it. The guy was kind of nice. I booed the shit out of him. Obviously, I'm obligated to do that. But like, you know, then like he was kind of behind us in line. So I was like talking to him. I was like, what the fuck is going on here? And like, <laughs> I don't know. He explained it. It actually was a nice jersey. He had like, I don't know, one of the patches, um, some bullshit thing that the Yankees do, you know, some ceremonial patch. Um, but it was a nice jersey. And I just, I can't believe it. I did see one kid in the stadium. He had a Yankees jersey and a Twins hat. And that's like, just like, dude, you're, you're just, you're just, you're just yeah. Get beer poured on you. <laughs> Who do you cheer for to lose in the playoffs in that case? <laughs> <laughs> well, the Yankees and the Twins, I mean, recently they've had some battles in the postseason too. So that's a weird combination oh, yeah. to wear. Yeah, I think he's just doing it to troll. Yeah. You know? Like, he's just trying to, like, get a rise. He's like, all right. Um, he's probably a Yankee fan, and he probably had a Twins hat lying around. And he's like, this is perfect. I'm going to root for the Twins. I'm a Yankee fan. I'm wearing my Yankee jersey. You know? And, like, dude, if you were, if, if you were a Yankee jersey at Fenway Park and something happens to you, I don't feel bad for you or your parents. <laughs> what do you, do you think, think Maybe he was just confused because he thought the Yankees signed Carlos Correa, so... His like mind just couldn't even yeah. comprehend that it wasn't on there, so it just malfunctioned and kind of did both, kind of like a robot getting out of yeah. sorts. Yeah, dumb yeah. Yankee robot. <laughs> and yeah. then he had uh, you know uh, dreams of Gary Sanchez uh, as well, so he was all sort of yeah. confused, probably. So um, yeah, just just gotta blame it on the uh, little confusion there for for the kids. So. Um, but yeah, man, it was uh, a great time. Saw definitely some jerseys. Uh, glizzies were consumed. Sausages were consumed, which they always hit. Um, those hit extremely different. Uh, Jack, you did. Um, we did get a little taste of the uh, vodka lemonades at Fenway, which I have actually never had until uh, Friday. Um, but they hit. I mean, on a perfect day, it was you know in the sixties, uh, you know, sunny. Those vodka lemonades definitely did hit, and uh, and I know you uh, you know you you kind of turned me on to that. So um, that was a definitely a great surprise for sure. Oh yeah, no the vodka lemonades real quick. I know Jack, you're you're a big vodka lemonade guy, but I I had only like one before. Jack is a big proponent of those, and baking in the sun that vodka <laughs> lemonade just absolutely hits so so different. It it was fantastic. Yeah, no, I wasn't going to do it until later on in the season. I didn't even realize they would have had them available now. Uh, but, you know, the weather just called for it. Like, yeah. you know, I, I was wearing my nice pullover and I had my uh, Wade Boggs shirt underneath. So I had to rep the, you know, 26 Hall of Fame uh, chicken man. And, you know, I think he even though he drank 100 beers, I think he would have wanted me to throw in a few vodka lemonades and a whole yep. rotisserie chicken somewhere uh, in the friendly uh, repertoire <laughs> so it, they they hit very different um even though um you know the game might have not gone the way we wanted to it it still added to the ambiance and you know I, it's definitely going to be in the playbook for uh, later on in this season oh for sure it's definitely going to be on my um <clears throat> on my radar going forward um during the year but yeah i mean i guess um uh, you know, just kind of going quickly, you know, through the game, um, obviously very tough, um, you know, uh, you know, a tough outing for, um, 
uh, for Nick Pavetta as well. He just went, uh, you know, two innings, four earned runs, two strikeouts. Um, definitely a tough, uh, tough outing. Um, you know, like I said, for for Pavetta, um, he's had a couple couple of rough ones out of the gate. So hopefully, think hopefully things uh, do turn around for him uh, in his next start. But uh, but definitely a rough outing for Pavetta on Friday. Yeah, and and obviously he had the success in the playoffs, so he's going to have a little bit of a longer leash than you know normal. But um, I mean, not great, not great. It, definitely stuff was flat. Um, wasn't fooling anybody and a couple, couple of bad bounces, a couple of stupid plays like the, the no man's land pop up right off the bat in the first inning. Like that was really frustrating. Um, you know, a couple other stupid things, but you know, I'm, I hope we'll figure it out. Um, but, uh, who, who, who came in after Pavetta? Uh, so it was Pavetta and then, uh, Philip Valdez came in after for, uh, for two innings. Captain Phillips. Okay. Yeah. Yep. So when Pavetta Valdez came in for two, uh, Sauramora came in for two, Brazier for one, um, Austin Davis, and then um, Matt Barnes. Jesus, he came yeah, in. Yeah, he we'll, we'll get to Matt Barnes at the end of the game. Maybe. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, no, I mean, it it really felt like what it was like five zero six zero right off the bat, and you know, we score another run, we get back in it. But like uh, Joe Ryan, the pitcher for the Twins, um, you know, not really well known name, still under rookie status. Like he he just had her number that day. There was really not too much other to say than that. Like six innings, a uh, few Ks, not a lot of walks, not a lot of hits. Like uh, that will get the job done most of the time. Yeah, one earn for Ryan. He uh, he definitely was dealing for sure. Um, so he did have the number. Uh, Verdugo had that blast that kind of got the crowd into it a little bit. Um, you know, you thought they were going to make a, a little bit of a run there, but, uh, you know, never really got, uh, never really got too close. Um, it just felt like they were kind of out of it once they got down early. Um, you know, there was a couple plays here and there where you thought they were going to be able to string stuff together. Um, but uh, yeah, all around just, uh, you know, it was never really a close game and it was kind of out of where we were, Feels felt like they were just kind of out of it right from the beginning. Um, you know, once the Twins put those three or four runs, um, you know, through two innings. Yeah, I mean, we kind of felt like we got back into it with the Devers blast that made it six to four. You know, right. it's the seventh inning at that point. You feel like you still do have a chance to win that ball game or at least tie it up, send it to extras. Who knows what happens? Um, but then having Mar- Matt Barnes come in right after that and just yeah. give up another two runs to kind of cancel out any type of rally. Um, definitely not what you want to see from someone like him. Yeah. I mean, I mean we, we've talked about it, too. Um, you know, obviously um, such a great first half last year. And then since the All-Star break, I mean, even coming into this year, he has just not looked good at all. Not looked like himself. Obviously, um, you know, a tough performance in that uh, one inning that he had on um, on Friday. And, man, the wheels look just like they are just completely coming off with Matt Barnes right now. Yeah. I mean, God, it's just like I said, you want him to do so well. Um, I'm out. I'm Barnes. Just com- couldn't be more out. Uh, he's going to get plenty of opportunity. So it's not like I'm saying like he should be, you know, DFA. I mean, he's, he won't be. Um I'm not saying that he should be out of the rotation or, uh, for bullpen pitchers because, again, same thing. 
he won't be, but I just fucking hate watching him pitch. I can't stand watching him pitch. He pitches with no balls. He he just he he's such a pussy. I just don't like watching him pitch. He is. Yeah. You really can't put him in any type of leverage situation at this point. Even the game's close, like he's kind of more of your blowout type of pitcher at this point. So it's a fall from grace. The stuff just isn't there. The poise doesn't quite feel there either. That probably, you know, comes a lot from uh, uh, issues with his stuff uh, just internally. But, uh, you know, if you can turn it around, you know, we see what type of pitcher he has been. And, you know, you kind of are just, I don't want to say stuck with him at this point, because hopefully, you know, he does at least live up to some of that contract. But as of right now, um, he wouldn't be on the team if it wasn't for the contract. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he shouldn't be on the team, but he is going to be on the team. Uh, and he wouldn't be on the team if more for the contract. But unfortunately, here he is. <laughs> yeah, there's not much you can do, man. And even we had some uh, we had some people from uh, Connecticut that were in our area and they were, uh, you know, they were saying that they're uh, they're out on barns as well. They're uh, kind of disowning him at that point. Uh, you know, people from Connecticut are uh, even ragging on him, too. So not a great uh not a great look for uh, for Matt Barnes here. Yeah, I mean, dude, for one, UConn trash. Yeah. I don't really. Take I mean, you, you got into a little scuffle. Not a scuffle, yeah. but you know, yeah, UConn trash. I mean, there was some UConn trash behind us. You know, it was what it was. I mean, they're in terms of New England power rankings, they're at the bottom. I mean, you know, and Matt Barnes is typically UConn trash, um, and he's a pussy. You know, <laughs> but grew up a Yankees fan. Yeah, well, no shock, no shock there, no shock there. You know, I really. By the way, it's it was very hard to be behind us from where our seats were as well. There was only literal one row behind. There was one section. There was one. (laughs) Yeah, I, I, you know, I've defended Matt like to the nail. You know, like to to like my friends, we talk about the Red Sox a lot, um, and I've like been the last one off the Matt Barnes train, but I am off of it now. Um, You know, I hope he turns around, but. Yeah, it's just not going to happen. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that's all that's really all you can hope for is that he magically finds his stuff again. And then, um, you know, he can become, you know, half the pitcher that he was uh, at the first half of last year. Um, But uh, yeah, I mean, I guess going forward, obviously, they dropped that one eight four. um, And then on Saturday, they get a big four nothing win um against the twins to just um you know hop back into the uh into the will uh win column there um obviously tanner Houck had a great uh great outing five and two thirds um no earned runs um it, just really what you like to see you know we talked about it in the group chat would have liked to seen him go that that last out and and finish six innings um, but five and two thirds strong for, for Hauk and in a, and a good bounce back performance for the Sox as well. Yeah, no, um, yeah, we can uh, just start off with Hauk here. I mean, I think he kind of was the story of the day. You saw the blast earlier on, but, uh, him being able to kind of go a little bit deeper into a game, obviously not giving up any runs is what you want to see. He only really got to the top of the third time through the order, which I probably would have given him, you know, one more batter at the end there, especially given that we had the lead. But uh, hopefully you can see a little bit more of that um, 
you know, throughout the season because you he he doesn't necessarily have a, a guaranteed spot later on in the year once you get guys coming back. So it'd be nice if he could hold on to his role as a starter and we can actually finally say we drafted and developed a starter. Yeah, that's that's really it. Yeah. I mean, they haven't drafted and developed a starter in light years. So um, good to see him doing well. Obviously, it's still going to be a little frustrating to watch him pitch because he, like, his stuff is the best in the world, but he also goes 3-2 with pretty much everyone. Um, so, like, I, he's never going to be, like, a 7-8 inning guy. You know, and that, that level of pitcher is kind of dying out anyways. Um, but he's never going to be, like, efficient – you know, 90 pitches headed into the eighth, like he's going to be, he's going to be like, it, you know, taken out after the fifth inning pretty much every time. Um, maybe until he can get a little better control. He's not wild, right? Like watching him, he's not wild. He's just like, he just misses his spots every now and then out of the strike zone. Never like leaves one up too much, makes a bad mistake, but just like tends to just miss the strike zone a little bit. That's all. He's effectively wild. Like, yeah. I mean, he it's not always going in the exact spot that he wants, but that doesn't mean the opponent can still hit it. He's going to walk a few guys. He's going to, you know, not necessarily be, you know, a 10 pitch per inning type of guy. But, you know, when he's not letting guys on, not giving up hard hits, not a lot of runs are still going to come across the plate at the end of the day. So, uh, you know, you'll take five plus innings of scoreless ball over, you know, maybe six in or six or seven innings of two to three run ball. So hopefully we can see a little bit more of this pitcher as opposed to what we saw at Yankee stadium first time around. Um, but, uh, you know, you still have confidence in him moving forward. And this is, uh, definitely a boost in that. Exactly. Exactly. And, um, <clears throat> you know, just, just going into the offense, uh, here as well, obviously, uh, Verdugo stays hot, homers again. Uh, Bogart stay, stays hot, he homered uh, in, in the third. So Verdugo in the second, Bogart's in the third. Um, you know, those bats, um, you know, stay hot. And, and like we really talked about, you know, obviously Devers went deep in game one um, in this series. And this this one through six um, is really, really, uh, you know, they, they can provide so much jump and so much offense. Um if if they can if they can continue hitting the ball like this, I mean they're gonna be I mean they're right up there with you know one of the best lineups if not the best lineup in the league when, when you know outside you know the Dodgers and and that but this this team can this one through six is right up there with anybody. No, absolutely, and, and everyone says one through six, and obviously it is the one through six, but then you have Bobby D right there too, um, and you know he he swings a good bat, he's been getting you know. Very, very good, solid contact. Um, he had a nice hit today. So you could even look at it like a one through seven. And then you have, you know, obviously Jackie, who is obviously a minus hitter offensively, but he's hitting and he's playing good defense, obviously. And you have Christian Vasquez, who is the worst offensive player in the history of the Red Boston Red Sox organization, but also very good defense. And now, fucking finally, Christian Vasquez is actually throwing guys out. So yeah. the first couple of games of the, you know, or well, this twin series, really, you know, we've we've heard about it for so long. Christian Vasquez is this prolific arm behind the plate. And I feel like he's never throwing guys out. So now he had a, a, a few grabs this past weekend. So that was really nice to see. Two for two. Yep. 100% on the year. 
Yep. Um, but no, um, one thing that's crazy to think about right now is uh, Jackie Bradley Jr. has a higher OPS than Hunter Renfro on the Milwaukee <laughs> Brewers. So uh, it, I'm so Advantage glad that you know, we finally got that offensive force uh, and got rid of that deadbeat Hunter Renfro. Um, it stinks. But yeah, I, uh, I was definitely not quite expecting that uh, when I was looking at some of the numbers today. Yeah. But um you know, any contributions that you get really from that, you know, seven, eight, nine um, is going to make the team that much better, especially once the lineup flips back over to Kike Endeavors and everybody. So, um, you know, it's not critical that they perform every single game, but what you get from them will definitely, you know, help uh, decide, you know, a few more ball games at the end of the season, which is what's going to, you know, really make or break the division, making the playoffs and, you know, where you're going to be and who you're facing. Exactly, um, for sure. And then um, if we want to switch over to uh, today's game as well. Um, uh, 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 oh, yeah, you got another uh, I just point. want to touch on Whitlock yeah. first. Yeah, yeah. Since, um, it, I mean, another just unbelievable performance coming out of the bullpen. Um, really, it, it almost seems like it's a surprise when he ever gives up a hit or a walk at, at this point. I mean, it seems like it's just automatic. And, I mean, at this point, it kind of is. Yeah. No, I mean, it's just not much to say about it. Like, I, you know, we, we know he's good at this point and he's just dealing. I mean, there's just, it's, it's just, he's, he's, he's it's pitching at an odd. elite. Yeah. It's he's pitching at an elite level at this point. Yeah. He's pitching at an elite level. I mean, it, it's, it's, it's fun to watch. He's clicking on all cylinders. Um, you know, that's it. That's really it. He's very valuable. Yeah, uh, it's almost like he's going to win the Cy Young, uh, you know, in 2023. So we're, we're all looking forward to that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then, um, yeah, yeah, like I mentioned, um, <clears throat> just going into, uh, into today's game, uh, big 8-1 win. Offense stayed very hot um, in this one um, as well. Michael Waka wasn't wasn't bad either, um, you know, for the Red Sox. He went he went five innings. Um no earned runs, uh, five strikeouts. Um, so definitely a, a much more solid performance from Michael Waka today than we've seen, um, you know, earlier on this season. Um, so that was obviously, um, you know, very encouraging, um, you know, when you were watching this one this afternoon. No, and there's a lot to say here because this is something that we just did not expect. This is a guy who's really not a good pitcher who's pitching at a very high level and looks like it's not a fluke. Like his stuff looks good. Um, he's been really nice to watch these first two starts. Um, and I think that the Red Sox just, I, I know it's early. I know it's a small sample size, but it doesn't look fluky. It doesn't look like luck. It looks like he's actually, you know, found something. And if, if that can be the case and the Red Sox stole him for $7 million over two years, then that's, you know, that's fantastic. No, I mean, even though that first start wasn't too bad, he only gave up one run over four and a third and only one hit, I believe. So, uh, or sorry, two hits that first game and one hit today. Um, but, you know, it, like you're saying, it doesn't look like there was, it, it was just good luck. Hard. It wasn't hard hit balls. It was, you know, a lot of soft contact, not a lot of, you know, runners on base, any individual inning. So, you know, uh, it's still very early too. But, um, you know, it's it's encouraging. It doesn't feel like 
Garrett Richards or Martin Perez. It feels like an actual yeah. guy, you know, you might be able to depend on, uh, you know, um, you know, obviously like any pitcher is going to have his ups and downs throughout the year, but you feel confident having a little bit more of that depth, kind of like I was mentioning before, especially once, you know, some of the other guys uh, come back into the rotation or, you know, um, gives you a little bit more flexibility. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that is another thing, like Red Sox fans, I feel like just as a Red Sox fan, you've gotten burnt so many times in the past with those like one year guys who you put in like the fourth or fifth spot and, you know, you try to get something out of them. Um, the Perez, the Richards, you know, like it's who who else did they sign last year? There's two guys they signed last year, Richards and is that it? Oh, they re-signed Perez. Yeah, um, Richards and Perez, and then wasn't there another guy? I mean, chances are, but like, you know, I even barely remember Martin <laughs> Perez at this point. So <laughs> there may have been uh, one other guy, but um, obviously Perez and, and Richards were the big ones um, that well, obviously didn't pan out um, very well, but. You know, just on the, I guess, the point of uh, Michael Walker, like you mentioned, Jack, just the depth piece. If you're seeing this from him right now, it's obviously very encouraging stuff um, going forward. Um, if he can provide you, um, you know, with with uh, performances like he did today, um, you know, against, um, you know, a, a good Twins team, um, you know, that's definitely uh, all the more better. Um, going forward as we progress throughout the year. So he, he'll be a, a, a very valuable piece, and it looks like he's definitely going to um, add more value than a Richards or or a Perez at this point. So, um, you know, good stuff for uh, for Mark, uh, for uh, Michael Waka uh, today. So, yeah, not Martin Perez, not Martin yeah. Perez. No, <laughs> the, the love, the, the, the Perez thing was fun. The love affair the Red Sox fans had yeah. was fun, like the Perez day thing. But I, I enjoyed him as a person. Yeah, I yeah. did. I I did enjoy him as a person, and I, he was, you know, a nice guy. And he had like that mariachi band. He like did the mariachi band, like you know, like they always play that commercial. <laughs> him like in the mariachi band, his dad was like a singer or whatever. But the guy fucking stunk. He was absolutely terrible. He belonged nowhere near a, a good rotation. And this ro- this version of the rotation is much better without Richards, without Perez. Um, so no Erod, you know that sucked, but I still like this rotation better. Yeah, and I feel like, you know, a lot of the Martin Perez love came from the people who actually bared through the 2020 season when he was, when it was legit Perez day, you know, you actually had a chance to win instead of throwing Ryan Weber and, you know, Tommy from 7-Eleven out there. (laughs) So I I think that's kind of where the love affair with Martin Perez came in. And, you know, Honestly, like if you ask me in like five years, like, hey, Martin Perez, what did you think about him on the Sox? Be like, yep, pitched well in 2020. Didn't even care about 2021. <laughs> yep. So, uh, I, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to slander the dude, but he just wasn't very good statistically in right. 2021. That's okay. It's okay. Yeah. Good clubhouse guy. Not a guy that you really want um, on the field um, the at all. Nope. Um, but but the bats were also very encouraging today. Obviously, um, you know, big hits for um, you know Verdugo again, JD, uh, Xander, um, even even JBJ, like you mentioned, LeBeau, um, you know, even um, uh, and Story as well. 
um, in, in the eighth there late in the game. So uh, very encouraging signs throughout the lineup, especially LeBeau, like you mentioned, those seven, eight, um, nine guys, you know, um, if they can produce, that's huge. And, uh, you know, obviously a guy like JBJ, um, you know, uh, factoring into the offense is a, is definitely a plus for this team. Yeah. Sorry, Jack, go ahead. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, honestly, it felt like a lot closer game than it looked like if you just looked at the final box score. Since, I mean, it was 0-0 through 5, and then we finally scored 2 in the 6. Right. And, you know, a pair of sack flies powered by uh, that nice Xander double. Uh, very nice to see him getting going, 3-hit day. Um, but after that, you know, uh, Ryan Brazier comes in with a guy on base. And, you know, <laughs> believe it or not, he gave up that runner that was on base already. Yeah. So it didn't affect his ERA. So don't you worry, he's sitting at 2.70, but he will, if there's a base runner on, Ryan Brazier will make sure that he gets home. Yeah, he's the uh, in- inherited runner um, king. <laughs> and um, yeah, he needs to go, I guess. I mean, I give him a, a couple more chances, whatever. I'm not going to, you know, bring him to the guillotine just yet. But it's not like you have any other options, really, I guess. Well, I mean, you got Darlington down there, but um I felt offensively everyone squared up a ball today. Like the air was really thick and it was pretty windy. So a lot of balls were getting knocked down. But in the early part of the game, like first through, you know, the fourth inning, there was a lot of balls that were hit that you thought were going to go. And, you know, the air, just that thick air knocked them down. Like Devers hit a ball that was easily gone any other day. Um, Bogarts had one, you know, I think JD had one that, should have been it was like a wall scraper and left should have been off the wall at least um and then just overwhelmingly they just took over you know and that bogart's line drive you know that's what you needed like the wind wasn't gonna do anything with that ball was hit freaking 110 miles an hour off the bat so um his swing looks great stories figuring it out um you know verdugo still killing it so I mean, that's that's the type of offense performance you're going to see a lot of this year, for sure. Yeah, and I, I feel like we still really haven't seen the best of Trevor Story. Right now, it seems like he's almost in the spring training mode where he's figuring things out with the swing. He obviously had to miss time by signing late, birth of his child. Uh, New York City poisoned him. So, <laughs> um, you know, now we're kind of finally starting to see the actual player that he is. He's made some really nice defensive plays already. Uh, he looks like a very good natural at second base and, you know, probably even a better uh, def- uh, defender than we've seen there since uh, any- anybody there since Pedroia. So, yeah, um, I, it's nice to actually have a little bit of stability and, you know, kind of knowing the best is still yet to come. Yep. And a lot of guys pitched today. So it was a good day for the bullpen. Obviously, you know, Brazier didn't look too good, but um, a lot of guys pitched. Strom pitched well. Um, you know, obviously we know Waka with a great start. Um, who else pitched today? Let's see. Uh, Deekman pitched. Deekman pitched. Yep, Deekman. Yep, Big Fudge pitched. He looked good. Um, yeah, Deekman's money, honestly. Yeah, he, <laughs> he yeah, looks that, real good. That, might end up being, you know, one of Heim's biggest steals at the uh, end of the year. I mean, he looks like he can be, you know, the lefty for you in October. Um, and, you know, really help you down the stretch, even as a setup man. Yep, I agree. Um, 
Other than that, the Yankees lost to the Orioles. <laughs> Five nothing. <laughs> But don't worry, but, Nestor Cortez had an immaculate inning. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Yankee fans were very excited about that. So <laughs> I actually saw a Clay Buckholds immaculate inning against the said Orioles in person and didn't even notice. Yeah. Which really kind of tells you everything you need to know about immaculate innings. They're cool. They're rare. Um, they, you know, it's whatever, but... It's it's not a perfect game. It's not a no hitter. It's not a cycle. Even it's it's one really good inning. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And I mean, it's uh, uh, a tough weekend to be a Yankee fan. I mean, dropping two or three out of uh, to the Orioles um, is uh, is not something that you want to see. Um, but uh, but on the flip side, uh, the Red Sox are uh, currently five and four in the year. Um, half game behind the Blue Jays, who are currently at six and four, um, and they got a big date, big series with them um, this week. Um, I believe that's in Toronto, um, so it's going to be a big no, series. It, this one, oh, it this is one's here. here. Next one's in Toronto. Next one is in Toronto. Okay, yeah, because we play them, the Rays, the Jays again. Um, you know, yeah, those next uh, that's series. all that you yeah. need to know about this upcoming week is. We face, uh, I think, eight or eight or nine or ten games against, you know, probably some of the teams that we're going to have, you know, a hard time against this season. So, uh, you know, um, we still got one more game against the Twins tomorrow, Patri- a yep. nice little Patriots Day game. Um, and, you know, uh, real quick shout out Rich Hill. His father did pass away, uh, who did run in the Boston Marathon. Um, you know, numerous times. So I think it will be really nice for him to get the ball. And, you know, hopefully you can have a really nice performance uh, tomorrow yeah. to you know, uh, have a really nice memory of everything. Yeah, I heard on the radio today that um, Rich Hill's dad was um, big on the boxing scene in Brockton. Rocky Marciano, Sparta Rocky yep. Marciano. So that's really cool. So sports definitely runs in that family. Shout out to Mr. Hill, 94 years old that's that's awesome very full life got to see yeah. his son pitch for hometown <laughs> team the red Sox. not once not twice but three different times so that's Seven. that's awesome <laughs> and and somehow rich hill is 96 which makes uh his father <laughs> passing away at 94 even that much more remarkable <laughs> i was just gonna say how does how does rich how's rich hill's dad 94 when he's 103 yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly <laughs> uh, but, uh, uh, the Celtics the Celtics are the balls yep big, yep. big uh, Kyrie yep Kyrie, Kyrie off the crowd dude what just the, I mean what an absolute clown that guy is yeah he sucks yeah him and Matt Barnes can go really yeah. big other <laughs> basketball basketball <laughs> To the gulag. I actually watched three minutes of an NBA game, uh, which is the only three minutes of an NBA game I've watched this entire season. And, and honestly, like I'm not that far off. I like I like college basketball a lot. I'll watch that, you know, anytime regular season, NCAA tournament, whatever. NBA, I'm not too big of an NBA guy. The, um, but in the because in the regular season, it's just it's just brutal. But the playoffs, honestly, I I have a really good time watching the playoffs. It was, I'm I'm, I'm looking forward to a good series. It'll be fun. Little shooty hoops. Yeah. No, exactly. 
And um, but we got a big um, big series against the Jays this week. Um, then at the Rays, then at the Jays again. Um, yep. That'll be the next couple of series. So um, big AL East uh, vibes coming at you uh, the next few series. So um, it'll be tough, and it'll be uh, definitely a um, you know a measuring stick. Um, you know, next uh, week, week yeah. and a half. Um, well you know, kind of see where you line up with the big boys of the AL East. Um, so it'll be a good, uh, good, uh, good next couple series for sure. Yeah, I agree. That's a good way to put it. Like this is now like the season's kind of starting. It's like, you know, now you're in full swing, you know, you're going to be faced with some challenges, some, you're going to face some good lineups. Your starting pitcher is going to get ch- chased after like the second inning, you know, yeah. your bullpen's going to poop their pants one game. Um, you know, you're going to hit someone back in the throat. So it's going to be, you know, it's going to be fun for these next few weeks here while the Yankees have a pretty easy schedule. But then the Red Sox come back and play the Orioles after, you know, they they play the Jays, the Rays, then the Jays again. So, yeah. and, and L.A. So I don't care yep. if they literally get every single Hall of Fame uh, player that's active right now. Joe Madden will run them into the ground. So I'm not <laughs> Joe Madden intentionally walking someone with the bases loaded is Corey Seager. Corey Seager. By by far, just the dumbest thing. I just don't. Is something in the water over there in California? Like we've just seen just some of the dumbest shit. Like I just, I just can't believe it. I just cannot believe it. There's no, there's no analytic or no number in the entire world to make that a good move that's ridiculously stupid ridiculously stupid nope and uh, that's why they're cursed Uh, i i stopped feeling bad for mike drew out when he signed that extension knowing that the or the angels were built on a sacred indian burial ground so (laughs) uh, (laughs) i think that's the only true explanation at this point yeah which is disney (laughs) yeah yeah exactly Cancel your Disney Plus account. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah, let's let's not head down that route. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Right. There's always one thing at the end that I say to spice things up a little bit. That's we're, right. gonna get, we're gonna get shadow banned by China. Not another Sox podcast yeah. banned in the Republic of China. <laughs> Jack tries to throw in a little spice. You know, he's eating his, uh, what you eating your uh, taquitos? Yeah, yeah. There we go. <laughs> this is my dinner. <laughs> the dinner of champions. All right. Uh, yeah, I think that about wraps it up, though, for this yeah. week. Yeah, I think we're good. Um, like, I, like we said, a few series coming up, some big ones. It'll be fun. Um, we'll see you on the other side. Like, share, subscribe. I'm in the corner watching you kiss her. Whoa.